Welcome to Nerdables episode 422. This episode, Chris and I break down Peacemaker and go through the book of Boba Fett and we break down these two shows and see which one with five episodes out is the best one. So this is Nerdables episode 422 and we're gonna call this one, The Book of Peacemaker and Fett. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Joining me this week is Chris. Because Ethan's out with the... On assignment. On assignment. That's <laughs> what you do. Um, I might be eating through half of this because I'm hungry. Okay. You got, you got to turn my, my phone down a little. Are your headphones up loud? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see. Yeah. There we go. That's better. Um, okay, so I figured since there wasn't a lot of news this week, there were, I saw that you know, entertainment... What are you week. talking about? What? Tom Brady might have retired. Oh, my God. Might have. <laughs> His agent has said no. Everyone else has said yes. His company said yes. He said no. He posted a picture with all of his rings on his fingers. Yeah. Uh, since there wasn't a whole lot, and it was just you and I, I thought that it would be really interesting this week to, since we have two shows that are on their, that just had their fifth episode, and I thought it'd be very interesting to to break down these two shows. One of the shows is disappointing. The other show is not. And, and that's it's not what, what I think it is. <laughs> that's where I'm going to go with this. Peacemaker on HBO Max hit its fifth episode with John Cena. And <laughs> Disney Plus has Why don't we book- have that as a... No- I know. How do we go every other week? We're like, dude, make a button for Next that. Next week we will have it. I will. Uh, and Next Bo- week we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett hit episode five as well. Here's the weird thing. Boy, it hit for episode five. Here's the weird thing. Peacemaker, a show that you should absolutely hate. It's DC. It's John Cena. It, it's a character that's not interesting. I'm not going to say because you of John should Cena. hate it. Not because of John Cena. Not because of DC. There's stuff that's there that's okay. It shouldn't work. It should. There's definitely because it's not done work. in that James Gunn style of. It's very campy. It's very satirical. Uh-huh. It's very farcical, and yet it's there's crude, a heart rude. behind it that really gets to you, especially once you start to get into the last couple of episodes. Yeah. And they've done a great job with the, you know the, the cliffhangers and the reveals and everything. So the opening credit scene is got to be the one of the best ones on television. Yeah, I skipped it last night when I watched the last two episodes. I was like, I've seen this. I got it. I love. I love the fact that it says there. There's a meme going around. That says, please do not skip the opening because it yeah, doesn't. <laughs> The, the, the opening is the same, so I, I have skipped it. The thing that always, the one thing that drives me crazy about skipping the opening, or that it's even option to you, is Bob's Burgers on Hulu. Yeah, because the there's always two things. There's the the, the store next to them has a punny name, right? And then the van, the exterminator van that comes up has it too. And I'm like, you should never skip this. It's like Futurama. Yeah, or you never Simpsons. ever skip this. You yeah. got you. You have to keep going. Um, I skipped. I found out last night that there's there's like alternate scenes in the credits. At the end yes. of the credits, yeah, yes. I didn't know that, so I gotta go back and watch. Oh my god, they're, they're hilarious because they're yeah. they're like extended or they're yeah. It's almost like they're they're just doing the improv for it. It's just yeah, it's just a shot that's just like there's like this for last it. one was you know when he was giving all the names that he could have yeah. He, this one it gives you like even more. 
Yeah, no, I, I saw that part of it. I'm surprised he didn't say John Cena. I was waiting for him to say John <laughs> Cena. I was waiting John for his, like, Vince McMahon or John Cena, Cena or Cena, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper, dead, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, each one of these characters you should not like. There's because really... they're, they're, uh, The only one that, that, you, that you should like and, and find as an interesting character is... Um, I forget her name. I yep. can never, huh? Yep, that one. Ethne or whatever it is, Waller's daughter. Yes, she she's, she's, she's the most the, down to heart. Well, she's the audience's. It's the character yes. you go through. You know, there's a reason why she's the first part and everything, and she's the only character that isn't not necessarily flawed, but is not flawed in like a bad way. Where they're right. just kind of you know out there. But as you start to learn more about the other characters, you start to feel for them as well. Even Peacemaker. Yeah. And uh, boy, Robert Patrick plays a great Nazi. I know. <laughs> Robert Patrick is perfect for the Robert Patrick white is white dragon. as bad as you can think of. I oh, mean, this totally. is like the Terminator is a good guy next to this guy. Yeah. You know, he just murdered people. Um, I was surprised when I saw him in the credits. I was like, oh, Robert Patrick's in this. I like Robert Patrick's play. Like, oh, my. I mean, it's like, boy, it's he like is, Hitler you, yeah, you, and then his character. Yeah, you hate him. You hate him so much. He does it well. I mean, he just goes all in. I'm like, boy, this is different than, oh, gosh, what's the, the show that my mom was watching that Catherine McPhee was on? It was like some nerd group of superhero, not superheroes, but they were some, like, nerd, you know, problem-solving. Yes, I know. Can't remember what the name of that show was. Is that the one was. with uh, Christian Slater? No. It was Robert Patrick was, like, the liaison. Oh, oh, It was, oh, like, oh. a special team of yes, a bunch of nerds. Yes. It, was, it was a CBS show. It was CBS, yes. It was, you know, it appealed to 60s-year-olds because they'd just be like, Oh, all the kids can just hack into anything with four keystrokes. Yeah. Um, I just remember it because Catherine McPhee was on it. Now Catherine Foster. Um, but he's in that. So he's he's like the head of the liaison team or whatever. He helps get them their their jobs or their missions. Um, He's, I mean, he's just like a cuddly old dad in that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah. a father figure to all these, these nerd kids. And now he's, you know, I mean, even from his hair down, it's just the hair is awful. Oh, it's just so bad. Um, hair is awful, but it's so good. It's done well. Um, you know, again, they take, they take full advantage of being on a service where you can have an R rating. Um, they get away with a lot of stuff that you could not. There's a lot of, there's a lot of boobs. There's a lot of sex. Scorpion. Yeah. There was a scorpion team that would do like. Oh, the crane is falling. Let's bring in the physics guys to figure out how to lift it with a drone or some crap like that. Um, you know, the humor is humor is a lot of it is based on how just how dumb they all are. Oh, totally. So, but it's done. It's it's done really well, and you like the, you still kind of don't know what's going on, right? There's not really you know like we know we have you this about, team you together. You know about as much as Peacemaker does. Yeah, which is yeah they don't really tell you what any of these these, these you know what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, they introduce vigilante and make him actually into an interesting character. That's did really you, funny. Did you see the and his uh, shot? His his prison sequence is freaking amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> in, it's in episode so four, good. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the, the uh, newspaper article that showed uh, Peacemaker and Kite Man? Yeah, that Kite Man finally made a his live action appearance. Um, it's so outside of the DCU and everything we've seen. You know, with the exception of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which does play a lot into this with where Peacemaker's mindset is now. Well, I mean, it's all set up. Yeah. Through Peacemaker and Flag. 
you obviously get to know Harcourt and Equanimous or whatever the hell. Equanimous. From that, is there in that as well? Yes. And Waller shows up for half a second, and she's like, "I don't, I don't make enough money for this." Come on. <laughs> um, no, but it's just it's a show that when you look at it, you go, "It should not work." We, I mean, we both said we weren't going to watch this show, and I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. I wasn't excited to watch it. I was probably going to get to it at some point, right? Sort of thing. Because I like the basis of gun stuff, if not the execution at the end. Yeah. And I really liked Suicide Squad. I thought that was really good. And so, see, now we know what... And it, I like John Cena. Um, Gunn did an interview. I think it was one of the extras for this or something. And he said that... Oh, no, it was for the... Uh, when they were talking about the, the show opening with the dance sequence. And he says he uh, he always puts a dance sequence, a sequence in everything he does. And I just immediately thought of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Now we know. Yeah. That's one reason why he did it, because he puts a dance sequence. Um, What's in the second one? There's no dance sequence in Purdue 2, is there? I don't think there is in 2. No. Um, Doesn't Ego dance? I think Ego does some kind of dance or something. I've only seen that movie once. Really? You've only seen it once? Uh, Um. I still liked it better than the first one, but yeah, that's just me. But uh, no, Peacemaker, it, it has a very interesting story. Him with Eagly is hilarious, too. I know, is Eagly better survive? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well, that, that first, well, even the even end of like the first episode when he uses that sonic blast, I was afraid yeah. he actually got Eagly, you know, up in the air or whatever. You know, that was going to be like the big catharsis pieces, but he killed his best friend or whatever. And luckily it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, thank God. It just uh, not in the right headspace to have animals get hurt in TV series. Even a CGI one. Yep, doesn't matter. Yeah. What did you think when he hugged him? That's so cute. When the eagle. I want an eagle. <laughs> um, there's a falcon in, the, in our backyard. It keeps coming through. The crows are always going after him because there's a perch on the other side. So my backyard is up against like a big drainage ditch. <clears throat> it runs all through Newberry Park because it's fairly low. Yeah. And there's a guy on the other side, just outside of his backyard, put a big perch up. You know, it's just a long metal pole and then the perch at the top. So he'll sit there sometimes and just kind of chill. In the last week or so, he's been flying around. because The crows keep uh, mobbing him. So it's like, it's got to be something he's looking for somewhere. He's probably killed either one of the crows or something. Well, he's probably killed, you know, well the, they wouldn't have hatchlings now. Probably. No, I'm talking about one of the full size. Because they'll attack a full size crow. They don't need to. That's the thing. No. Actually, not there. Um, that's why I, all the all those mice I catch, <laughs> I always throw them in the back in the things. So they pick them up. Um, yeah, I mean, this show is just it. It's caught people's attention that you wouldn't think that it did. I mean, even Beth is like, I can't wait for the next episode. She loves the show. Just the dynamics with it, the the crudeness of it works so well because. It comes out, you know, he, he plays it so dumb that he doesn't know any better with these words. And then you forgive him because of his father, how bad his father was, or is. John Cena always plays a character who's clueless. That's what he played in Bumblebee. That's what he played in. Yeah, to a degree. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's always a guy who doesn't know what's going on. He just tries to do the right thing or tries to follow orders. Right. Or he thinks following orders is the right thing. I'm trying to think of what else. Amazon. See what happens when he... Uh, when he's in Fast and Furious 9. 
10, 11, but I don't know. Whatever the next one is. No, he was in the last one. Oh, so he was in the last one. He was already in it. Yeah. Who's the one they said was going to be the next one? Oh, shoot. That who's going to be in it? Yeah, there's like a rumor going around that there's some big star that's in the next one. I don't know, but Vin Diesel got really big recently. No, like an actual big name. Like something like when The Rock joined, yeah. but it's not The Rock. It's someone... Gosh darn it, I saw it like 20 times. Um, who might be joining the next one. Okay, so... Let's show on Schwarzenegger do it. We'll drive the car. Mandalorian. I mean, Boba Fett. Nope. I mean, Halo. I mean, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> this the book week. Of, the book of Boba Fett is a very interesting journey. Because we have four episodes that... What I'm finding is is people that hate it. People like me who are disappointed in it, but don't hate it. The show. The show. And then people who love it, who are angry as fuck at people who are disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. The, I've gotten a lot of the, you don't get it. And I said, no, I get it. Jason it's Momoa. Jason Momoa. That's what it was. They just announced that. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking of. It was like, just Jason Momoa may be in the next Fast and Furious. And like, hey, they should just make him Aquaman. <laughs> make him Aquaman in it. Just because he was on the car in Justice League or yeah. whatever. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh... No. But so there's the, the the stalwart defense of the show. And I was like, oh, it sounds like me with Last Jedi. You just, you just don't get it. Um, four episodes and nothing happens. Right. And we don't get. There's you know, more Boba Fett I sent, in the back. I sent you the, the thing that says that the in four episodes and now five episodes, because it, it doesn't change. The amount of time that we spend with the modern day Boba Fett, the Correct. Boba Fett you see at the end of the Mandalorian season three, who kills Bib Fortuna in that time frame is less than an hour. Yes. In and four I episodes, that's, first said it, but yeah, yeah. Four, four episodes at 40 minutes a piece out of 160 minutes. There's less than 60 minutes of the current storyline. Correct. It's all flashbacks or we're seeing other people. Um, it, it, <sighs> It feels, four episodes in, it feels so meandering. Yes. Like, the thing that I've told a lot of people is, I don't understand the twins at all. Why bring them in just to remove them? Right. Why do we Why do we set up, you know, this, that's three episodes in, two episodes in. And you're like, here's the bad guys. It's the, these two new huts. They've come in. They've demanded that they're going to take over Jabba's old territory. They hire Black Chrysanthemum. They send them to kill Boba. <laughs> it's just. They're there, they're gone. And then, and then, and then when, they, when it's, you know, Boba doesn't get killed by the giant Wookiee, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going back to Nalhutta. I mean, he literally says the when they first show up, why aren't you guys in Nalhutta? Aren't you guys fighting a war between each other? Yeah. You know, post-Empire? No, no, it's a mess over there. So we've decided to come here and get your territory. And then in less than 30 minutes of screen time, he beats the, the Wookiee, him and his crew of Vespa speeders, my my associate hates those things so much. She was just like, "They're so stupid. They don't belong." They I said, do "They not. definitely they definitely don't fit on Tatooine." I'll tell you that. No, much. Like that that paint job ain't happening if on a desert have, if planet. If you would have put them on, look at what happened to you and McGregor, Obi Wan, in twenty years to Alec McGinnis, Obi Wan, and think that those speeders are going to keep that paint job on right. Tatooine? Not a chance. The, if you would have had them on the Halo Ring thing. If you would have had him on any planet that isn't a sun planet, you know, or a, or a wet planet, would have had him on Canto Bite. Um, so we get that battle sequence, and then the twins come and say, "Yeah, we're leaving." Yeah, sorry about that. Here's a tribute. Here's, here's a tribute. 
but we don't seen since doesn't mean anything. And they leave. And now the bad guys are the pikes. Mm-hmm. And now because episode five is Boba Fettless, <laughs> literally no story advancement. We have two episodes to set up fight and finish the fight with the pikes. Yep. Which I'm so afraid is going to end on a cliffhanger. I mean, this is point now I'm like, Oh, this is, Rodriguez set this up to be 14 episodes. And someone made a point online that says, now I know why it's such an odd number rather than six Mm -hmm. because of the fifth episode, which is the Mandalorian returns, which luckily we didn't read that before we saw it. I get up at one o'clock in the morning and I said, I know this is going to be a big episode. I better watch it. And I see that the shape of the shadow and, and behind the curtain kind of thing there. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they did it. Well, you knew it because of this. I didn't think it was going to be him. I didn't think it was going to be him because of exactly what happened. That episode feels so wrong in this series. Totally. But on its own, it's one of the best episodes of The Mandalorian I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so good. And the thing that it did is in 40 minutes of time, it advanced the Mandalorian story way more than Fats. Totally. And not only that, here's the thing that I'm going to watch that. um, I'm watching it. I get to the end of it. I love that episode. And then it comes up, you know, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. And I was like, well, now, now I know why. Right. Because episode four of the first season is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. She directed it. The episode, it's like three or four in the second season. The one with the, um, with the Mon Calamari and the, and the, the ship, the, uh, the Imperial ship there. That's the and what's his face? Second one, isn't it? It's, it's like the second or third. It's after the ice planet. So I think it's the third. third. I think yeah. it's the third. She directed that one. That is gorgeous. That oh, yeah. shot. Of it coming off the off kind of the lake what thing or whatever the the, the imperial ship cargo yeah. ship that they fly over to, and it's an awesome episode. That's the Bo Katan episode, mm-hmm. the first one with her. So I was like, oh, that's great, but why is it in the middle of this? Yeah, I agree. And, and someone, and you know, the next day, uh, the news came out. <laughs> the tweet says Bryce Dallas Howard confirmed to direct an episode of The Mandalorian, and the first response is. Yeah, we just watched it. It's right. the first episode. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, and I said, think of think of where we leave Boba Fett at the end of season two of Mandalorian, where we leave... Um, Din Djarin. Uh, yeah, where we leave the Mandalorian. And we know that there's things that are coming. And so far, I think the boxes that we would check for what we thought we were going to get in Boba Fett. Why did he take over Jabba's spot? What is he going to do when he's there? Is he going to meet... When... None of those boxes are checked. No. The Mandalorian were like, does he find uh, does he find the covenant? Check. Uh, does he get a new ship? Check. Is he going to go visit uh, you know Baby Yoda again? Check. Like these are huge moments that mm-hmm. we're waiting for. Does he admit that he took his helmet off? Check. Yeah. Does he get kicked out of the covenant? Check. I mean, there's so many pieces in this that are done. And the, <laughs> one of the problems I'm watching is he walks in. What happened to Mandalore? What Check. Happened? Oh my god, that sequence was amazing. Also, someone said it's like, why did they just shoot it with lasers from space? Like, because it doesn't look good on TV. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Well, also, it's, it's gonna every, be boring. Everybody said the same thing. Did you hear the Terminator theme as the K, oh, yeah, the K twos, the probe, the probots, and the the probe droids in the background, and everything. Yeah. Um, but so we get to this opening sequence, and he walks to the Clatoonian in this butcher shop, and you know, there's talking to him, and then he. I can take you in war. We can come in cold. And you're just like, that is so cool. And it's everything we're missing from Boba Fett. Right. 
everything we're missing from like everything in this was just cool he killed more people in this he than, killed more people in two minutes than boba fett did he before slices dudes in half i wanted to come back to tatooine and be like hey boba yeah you're a pussy there that's but, it. but here's the funny thing is, he gonna meet boba? is mandalorian gonna meet boba again check i mean so many mandalorian pieces are checked off in just these 40 minutes and it does what i was afraid of when i had said i don't want him to come back is it completely pushes Boba's story aside, yes. which ends up being a good thing for that 40 minutes, but a bad thing in terms of the series as a whole. Because it's really, if you're watching Book of Boba Fett, this means nothing until Correct. the final two seconds. And the second thing is, is it proves how boring, to me, the first four episodes are. Well, here's the funny thing. Rodriguez directed the first four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. And... Everybody's going, oh my God, this show's horrible. You know, it's so, you know, so passe, so this, that, so that. So it's just not what I wanted. Boba Fett sucks in it. I wow. Pass, I know. Um, and then, Interesting word usage. And then, but everybody's going, the Mandalorian episode was the best thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Last season of The Mandalorian, Rodriguez directed the episode where we... Oh my God, we finally got Boba Fett kicking ass like we've always wanted to see. You know, he went in there and slaughtered those stormtroopers. We got Slave One again. Da 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 da. It's, it's just amazing how flipped the two became. Yeah, and I think it's when you're, when you're in the middle of something and something comes along that's different right in the middle of it. I think that kind of can sometimes have you have that reaction where you're like, oh yeah, I like this. It's because it's, it's different. But I think that's one reason why everybody thinks that the Mandalorian episode is so amazing. I mean, Mandalorian every- episode is so amazing because something happens. Yes. It has a straight thoroughfare. It doesn't make you go back and forth. We don't get Timmy Morrison's weird super smile <laughs> when he's fighting. <laughs> um, I think it's comfort food for a lot of people. Totally. That, you know, love both seasons of the Mandalorian. Um, again, I, my thing was we get... As I've checked off, events that are happening, events mm-hmm. that we're waiting for. What happens to him with a ship? Does he get a new ship? Yeah, he does. Um, does he know where Grogu is? Can he go meet him? Apparently. Uh, what is he going to do about the Darksaber? Duk, duk, duk. And we finally get what those of us that read the back of our toys already knew, is that the heavy Mando is a Vizsla. Yes. Because everyone's like, oh, I didn't know it was a Vizsla. Like, you never read the toy. Didn't right. Because I remember, I remember I took the picture. I'm like, did you read the back of this? He says his name is a Vizsla. Mm-hmm. And so we see that, and now oh, the incessant Luke Skywalker is going to show up in the next episode. But here's the here's Luke Skywalker is going to show up in the next episode. We also got something else: is why we don't see a lot of people, non Jedi's, using lightsabers. Because you know, as he was trying to fight with it, he couldn't use the weapon. He couldn't connect to the weapon, and it kept getting heavier and heavier. Whereas with a Jedi, they connect to their to the crystal to the to the lightsaber. And are able to use, they work together. As a, I think the Darksaber is different. I think that's very specific. I don't think the, so. I think, I, the, I, I, I think the way that they describe it, it's very specific to a Darksaber. But I think if because he goes... Because we have seen non-Jedi pick up a lightsaber and use it fairly well. Not really. Finn? But he, remember, he's Force-sensitive. You don't know that for sure. From what we know in the canon, he's not. So as far as we're concerned, it has nothing to do with because him. Because that's what everybody kept saying he was trying to say to, to, to Ray at the end. Yes, of, and, if, and if the Lego thing is canon, then yes. Right. Um, it'll be interesting though, if he does go to Luke and Luke starts teaching him to use a lightsaber and that gets explained because that would make 
to me, that makes the lightsaber more of why it's a Jedi's weapon and not something that you see. Because apparently, it's very easy to find a kyber crystal and and some lightsabers laying around every once in a while. Seems like it. Robert Rodriguez did not direct every single one of them. I thought he did. Steph Green, Steph Green directed episode two. He did do three. Who did episode four? Episode four is Kevin Tancharonen. Tancharon. Okay. T a n c h a r. So he did half of them. He's 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 the showrunner. Yes. And so far, yes, he's done half of them. Half of the mandal. Half, 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 half of the half Boba, of the Boba ones. Yeah. And then five what did you is, think about the Halo ring? It's fine. It's not. Especially it's not since like, Halo comes out in two months. It's not like Halo invented that. No. I mean, it's been all over the place. I mean, the Halo ring might as well be a Dyson sphere out of Star Trek. Right. You know, except it's a whole world. I mean, if we go back and we start looking at especially illustrations for hundreds of thousands of sci-fi novels and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. It's there. It's yeah. not a, you know. I thought, I thought, I it, thought was, it was one of the most interesting places we visited so far in cool. the Star Wars universe. Um, that's the other thing is like the production value in this felt so much better. Yeah. Because that city looked great. Mm-hmm. And then the spot where they're fighting, holy crap. Yeah. Like on the bottom, there's a, speaking of Halo, there's a, there's a, like one of the PVP levels is like that too, where you're on the bottom of some, like the Halo or yeah. whatever. Because I remember fighting Dazzler with that thing like crazy. And I always just kicked him off. Yeah, it was like run around and then just hit him with the thing, and then he would fall off and just fall into space. And I was like, oh, it was interesting best. though when he did fight Vizsla that they took off their uh, jetpacks. Mm-hmm. That it was more, you know, and didn't use fight blasters. To the death. It was it was all hand to hand. Yes, fight to the death. Yeah, He's fighting for the dark saber. You can't use anything extra. Um, the removing the helmet thing. Bo-Katan said that it's not a thing. It's just a certain sect that believes that this whole thing is is, is about. The mythology of religion, too. Yes. In a way, it's like they're using the Mandos to, to talk about, like, getting way too crazy into something like the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and zealotry. And, and uh, although there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of that in Last Jedi, too. It's one of the things I like about it. They talked a lot about the zealotry, the, um, uh, the dogma right. of what it is. And kind of what got the Jedi screwed up in the first place was they became so entrenched in the teaching and the dogma and the doing the right thing. The idea of kidnapping kids was just be like, that's something we're going to see at some point where it's like, yeah, going and grabbing children Mm -hmm. because we think we're doing the right thing. That's disgusting. Yeah. You know, I never knew my parents. (laughs) I was kind of disappointed that it's still part of the high Republic, you know, that they talk, they mentioned that, but it seems to be something that's a little bit different. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it, it is kind of a, a, a thought. And, and it's the whole episode, again, going back to the Bryce Dallas Howard, Howard episode of episode three or whatever, four of the second season. There's that where Bryce is like, oh, so you aren't Bryce. Uh, Bo-Katan's like, oh, you follow that crap? Right. And remember, there's a reason. The Covenant is not on Mandalore. Yes. At the time, on the the trial of a thousand tears or whatever it was. The night of a thousand tears. Night of a thousand tears, which as someone pointed out, if there's only a thousand tears, that's not a lot of Mandalorians. <laughs> I know, right? And the next person, like, they all got burned up. <laughs> All the tears evaporated. That was all the people that were left. Yeah. Um, but she she admits, like, we weren't on the planet. Right. And we know from Clone, Clone Wars. Wars and stuff, the people on the planet are bad. Yes. They're Death Watch. And we've seen the un- the Death Watch uniform is the one that saves Jin, right? Or Jin, whatever the fuck his name is. I can never get his name right. Jin Jaren. Shit. Jin Jaren. Um, did you see the rumor that the armor 
is um oh shit, I just lost her name. Uh she was part of the the Mandalorian team that Bo- that uh Darth Maul put together. Because she had the spikes on her helmet too. Could be. That uh I didn't see the non-rumor that the actress Emily Swallow was like, I really want to work with Bryce Dallas Howard again. I saw that. They all love her. And I'm just like, give this woman a series or a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, surprised that she hasn't, they haven't announced that yet. Um, My dream announcement is her directing Solo 2 with Ron Howard, executive producing. Oh my God, that would be amazing. It'd be so cool to have her do it. Everyone seems to love her. You know, when we watched the, the gallery stuff for the first season, that round table of directors, even the directors were gushing over her and how well she can hold a set. Rook Cast, that's her name. The um, Do they give her an actual name? No, that's that's oh. who they think she is. Remember from the, the Clone Wars episode where they had the red and Color black armor? right, yeah. But her, the, the helmet the, is very similar. The color on her stuff is, is, looks right. Yeah. Because she had the spikes on her helmet too, you know. The, I mean, excuse me the the uh, the the horns like Darth Maul did. So that's why there's the rumor that she's root cast. She could just be her own character. I know. Well, that's what's but funny. It turns is, out the Vizsla didn't, so the ar- heavy armor didn't. Well, but it's funny. Is remember the uh, the the um, everybody was thinking that the girl that showed up in the um, mod gang was going to be like, you know, some big character that ties into Omega or something like Omega. that. And she turns out just to be a mod character. She's Omega. Just a, just a gang I, member. I, th- I think she's Snoke. <laughs> what if the armor is Snoke? Um, what if everything we're headed towards is the actual sequel trilogy and all those fans are going to be so disappointed? Well, that's that's one of the things that people John loved Ford. about this episode of, Mandal- of, of Boba Fett was that it tied, there was connections to all three trilogies. There were pieces from all three trilogies that are thrown in it, yes. And there really isn't for the sequel trilogy. They mentioned the Faviers. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And I thought they, they may have mentioned Canto Bite in, in this one, too. Maybe. Or one of them. One of the episodes, they, they do mention Canto Bite. It's where the speeders came from. <laughs> right? Where the Vespas came from. Um, with two episodes left, the next next week's is going to be so interesting because likely Boba Fett will be in it. Oh, sure. Um, I do like the end of this one. Someone was pointing out it's an interesting story. Uh, you know, Sher- Shannon Fen, Fen Shane, what, what Shannon Fen, Ming Na Wen shows up and asks the Mandalorian for help in this mm-hmm. coming battle that we're probably not going to see. Um. It'll be like Game of Thrones. It's going to be the end of it. There's going to be dead people all on the streets. Like, wow, that was tough. Yeah, let's talk some more. That first season drove me nuts. Never see the battles. There's a reason why I didn't go through season three. Um, and he says, "Yeah, for for I'm not. I'll do it for free. Yeah, you know, I'll do Boba the Solid. And kind of the idea that as he's moving away from the Covenant, he's finding true family. Right. They may not be the best people in the world, and maybe gangsters or crime bosses or whatever, but He's finding a true family in Bo, in Grogu, especially in Boba and Fennec. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's finding his real purpose isn't really with the covenant that kind of doesn't treat him well. Wasn't Visla part of Maul's group too? Yeah. Didn't he? Because he took over Death Watch. Yeah. 
Vizsla started Death Watch, didn't he? Vizsla was Death Watch, yes. Yeah. And Cast uh, was in Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And then Boba, or excuse me, then Maul took over Death Watch. If you, if you go with the original, Vizsla is the one who sets up Django. Yes. To take the fall for the slaughter of the, he, he, Vizsla is, Django's the one that is at the farm and the guy's running away from Vizsla and he gets killed mm-hmm. and then he takes, and then, yeah, he takes, uh, he takes Jodo, uh, he takes Jodo, he takes Django with him. And as the time goes through, cause this is to the epic collection I just found the other day, I was flipping through it, the, the Django Fett stories in it. And it's that, that's when the Jedi show up and they just slaughter the Mandalorians. Right. Because they're, they're there, they're on a planet where Vizsla has gone and like killed all these women and children. And of course they do it in Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. And then the, he tells the governor to call the Jedi. The Jedi show up. It's actually Count Dooku. And it's one of the things that leads him to leave the order is they just slaughter the Mandalorians. Right. They just kill him except for Django. They leave him alive. And that's when you, you have this one where Dooku's like, this is wrong. There's something wrong here. And that's why he sought him out. He sought Django out to be the, the prime clone. Right. Because he knew these types of skills because he then gets the, the Jedi put him in prison in the prison on that planet. And then the governor sells him as a slave. And then he kills all the people. On the slave ship. <laughs> and he takes over the slave ship. And that's where he kind of keeps going. So the Vizsla versus kind of fat idea. And you wonder, it seems like Filoni and Rodriguez might be tr- using both of these shows to just have a bunch of seasons yeah. and where it'll go. And you know what Bo's trying to do is trying to take back the planet of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. He's told the other important part is how do I redeem myself? You have to go to the spring under the mines in Mandalore. Well, they're the all destroyed. Springs, yeah. yeah. The living springs are all destroyed. Well, now we know what season three might be. Right. Is both he and Bo want to get back to that planet. If you go with the old EU storyline, the people on the planet, people kind of left that wanted to re to, to re uh, establish the Mandalorians. We're looking for Boba to be their leader. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no. And then they find the mine. And they're like, hey, we still got Beskar. But you still could go with that because this could be the first yeah, step no, you of could, Boba you could, that's Fett what I mean. doing that. It could be Bo-Katan's entire idea is to try and reestablish the... It's funny because Filoni destroyed all the great stories of Mandalore but, from Karen Travis, and he's rebuilding the whole Mandalorian but, order. And that's what I was kind of... I was going to ask you, and I was waiting to get a good segue for that. Segway. Do you feel that... Even though that uh, he hasn't disregarded all Karen Travis's stuff, because you've seen in, within the shows, within the live action shows, they're kind of bringing some of that back. Do you think he he's going to mix? Yes, the history. But do you think they're kind of he's going to kind of mix in or feel like he's mixing in the two? Here's the thing: is Filoni has Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Bo Katan, um, Sabine Wren, mm-hmm. the Vizslas. Yes. Moff Gideon, he's all these people attached to this Mandalorian story. That seems to be what he's telling, right? Everything kind of revolves around Mandalorians or people who fought the Mandalorians or everything. Right. I think we'll see if Sabine shows up in Ahsoka. Well, we know she does. Sabine shows up in Ahsoka. When you're done with Ahsoka, maybe Sabine, the Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, all of them come together to try and reestablish. Some, at some point, we're going to get the Mandalorian planet back. Yes. That's where we're headed. That's where I think we're headed. And all these Mandalorian characters, I said creatures, characters that we have in different shows mm-hmm. will all be like a super show. It'll be the the book of the Mandalorian Rebels. 
Right. You know, or whatever. The book of the Mandal, the book of Mandalore. And that's where, because it's Bo's story would seem to be at the end of episode three, because you, you remove Grogu. Bo's story seems to be the story that we're going to have in season three. Right. Which is to get back to the planet and see what we can fix. And now we have pieces of that. Mm-hmm. We have a reason, another reason for the Mandalorian to go. Other than he has the dark saber. Right. So technically he should be the ruler of Mandalore. But is he a ruler under Bo's idea? Probably not. Because if Vizsla is a part of the covenant, and the covenant has all these dogma rules. They're the ones that have like, this is where or is he at. a combination of both or is, does he, but that's the thing is, is Bo going to accept, accept it? Because even Bo having it, I've been feeling or Sabine going having it never got point. it in, in combat. Right. And which they, we've always had that question too, because where Sabine gives her the, the dark saber in rebels, mm-hmm. we had that question from when uh, season two, where, you know, Bo talks about, or where they talk about, you have to win it in order to, now we understand why there was the fall of Mandalore. It was a, it was a prophecy that if you got, if it was gifted to, if the dark saber was gifted to you, it would lead to the fall of Mandalore. And scatter the Mandalorians to the far reaches of the universe. Or blow them into atoms. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of time bombers. Yes, it was. There's <laughs> a point when you look, when they always, every time they do that, I'm like, how did the rebellion win? <laughs> when I'm watching this episode, I'm like, Chris must be going nuts. Because here's the thing I saw your text message at about two o'clock in the morning. That's right when I finished it. Yeah. I saw your text message because I woke up and then at 4 30, Emilio had to go out. So we took Amelia out and she jumped the fence and we had to go track her down. So we were awake. I said, Beth, Chris says we have to watch this show before mm-hmm. it gets split on the internet. And she just got an Instagram everywhere. and she goes, um, yep, we need to watch it right mm-hmm. now. So we sat there at 430 in the morning watching it and then went back to sleep for about an hour. I watched it at one o'clock in the morning. I woke <sighs> up and I was like, I got a feeling. Excuse me, I'm chewing. Um... I got a feeling we're going to get something in here because we had talked about it after the, the episode four with the music cue, but it was going to be the Mandalorian. I said, I think, I think it'll be the coven. Yeah. I think whoever's left in the coven is going to come to help him. Mentioned, so they, like, remember I they better, mentioned threes left. We've only um, seen two. Yeah. But at the, before that, we didn't know right. how many were left. We just knew that they had scattered from um, Navarro. Unless you meant Mandalorian, the Mandalorian at, at that same, you know, Dinjarin. No, what I meant was... We, at the end of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. we know that the Coven is left. We don't know how many people are left. Correct. We see a lot of helmets and everything. So my thought was, whoever's left, whether it's three, whether it's ten, whether it's whatever, right? Those would that those would be the people that they would find to hire. Mm-hmm. They just put it out in the galaxy, like, hey, we're looking for muscle. We're about to shoot some people. Who wants to come fight? And then the armor and the heavy Mando and three other people show up or whatever. Yeah. Or as everyone else surmises that we were going to get the Mandalorian in the episode. One way or the other, I wanted to know before everybody spoiled it. Boy, good thing I did. Yeah, I know. Because immediately going, doing anything. Yep. Cause did you see the Mandalorians in the book of Boba Fett? Well, even, even now yeah, with the, the action. The, the N1 and the, yeah, they're just people like. With the action figure bo- uh, groups. Instead, because everybody was jumping on, stop putting up spoilers. So now they're just posting pictures of characters. Going, oh man, that was so cool! And just you know, the characters yeah. that it's like, really, you're still spoiling it mm-hmm. because everybody wants to be that first person to tell everybody. I know, it was, and it was tough. It was a tough episode not to talk about. 
Like when I went to Twitter, there was nothing. I mean, yeah. Twitter was all spoilers all the time. Just completely spoiled. Including Bryce Dallas Howard brought it up there. Like, I guess I'm allowed to talk about it now. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that I did one of these episodes. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a good thing to watch in the morning. I mean, we're back to the, it's funny because it's been a year mm-hmm. since WandaVision. And that's the last one. And I was like, I got to watch this at like one o'clock in the morning. Right. Before it gets ruined. And now I'm back to it with this. Like, ugh, I'm going to have to watch the other one at like one in the morning. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, because I had Black Crescent in episode three spoil. Oh, you did? Yeah. When I scrolled through something and someone just had a picture of him. I'm like, oh, I guess he's in. I had Tashi Station ruined, but not who was in it. Because somebody posted, from, I guess they saw it in Europe, and they posted a 3D model of Tashi Station. And that was all they put up. And then when it, when it happened, when I saw it, I was like, that's oh, okay. that's why they put Tashi Station. You can pretend that it's not, because there's no mention of it in the episode at all. I know. Or Cammy or... Mm-hmm. Oh, God, just... I was so glad that they finally put those characters in. Um, um, I don't think Din Djarin is going to make it off Tatooine. I know he said he's got to go. You know, he's going to be... He'll be back to help. It sounds like he's leaving right now. I have a feeling that the Pikes are going to stop him because of the uh, of that cryo thing that he, he uh, the jaw was still. barely seen the cryo. I know. That's the thing. Is and I, I have a feeling they're going to blow up the N1. God, I hope not. It's going to be the next Haslab. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. <laughs> if they, had, they announced like, it. Blows up I, wanted, I wanted them on Thursday to be like, new information coming on Star Wars Fan Fresh Friday. And then they get out like, okay, guys, so the Rancor didn't work, but now we have the new N1 with the shorter tail. <laughs> and, and the guns. open cockpits. And gun. Well, it only has guns. No, I mean, but this one has, like, more guns. As the guns coming out of the slots. Yeah, it was weird to see the N1 because when it first hits, and I'm like, oh, it's a pod racer. I know. I give, oh, no, it's not a pod racer. Oh, wait, that's an N1. I have a weird relationship with the N1 because I hated it when I first saw it. Really? Those those first pictures that came out, and you could kind of see it, and I was just like, that's not an X-Wing. It looks dumb. I don't like it. It's stupid. And I was just being the, the typical Star Wars fan. Because it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. I mean, yeah. it was the first thing I saw the E-Wing in the Dark, in Dark Empire. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Where's it? No, no. You're using X-Wings. You can't use E-Wings. What is this crap? Um, And then when I saw it, when you see it kind of in motion and everything, I'm like, this isn't that bad. This is kind of cool. It's got nice lines on it. And then I got the toy. Yeah. And that toy's big. Oh, yeah. The three and three quarter one is, it's a big ship. And I'm like, this thing is so cool. Like, it's so well, rad. And then on top of everything else. When that I got introduced in X-Wing Rogue Squadron for the Super Nintendo, yeah, that ship was mwah, perfection. It was so balanced because you had a proton torpedo launcher. You had the two cannons that were actually mm-hmm. stronger than any other cannons. It flew really well. I used that every time because you could use it as the bomber, too, if so you we, really wanted to. We, we talked about how this episode had connections or thing. Speaking of that Rogue Squadron game, because in the game, you could fly the N1 through Beggar's Canyon. Mm-hmm. So when he flew through Baker's Canyon, I was like, that's a sweet little well, he also, Easter egg. He follows the the, the, pod, the race. pod racing course. Yeah. Um, and then he says wizard. And then he says wizard. <laughs> At the end. <laughs> How was it? Wizard. There's a, lot, there's a lot of member berry pieces in there. Oh, totally. I know some people were upset with that. And I was like, I'm surprised you're not. I said, I'm kind of surprised I'm not either. <laughs> like, usually I'm like, oh, of course. You well, the, the part of the racetrack where, you know, where you, Anakin gets... The, gets the, yeah, Anakin goes off the ramp the and yeah. the... the, the now it has it a bunch me, of houses there. 
the houses are there in the original. If you look at it, they're very they're are not they? they're not as distinct, but they're actually there. Those crevices are already there. They've showed the shot. I, okay, like maybe because really, they weren't as prominent. Because someone was was putting it in as like we appreciate the the producers and the 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 visual effects team and Bryce Dallas Howard for attention to detail. And they put that shot right next to each other, and they're there. They're just not white. Okay. And they're not as they're, they're not as built, so there's looks like there's right. a couple extra buildings. It that looks are like there. it's built yeah. up more. So there's pieces there. Can you imagine living there? And you're like, oh, damn race again. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. Oh, these fucking sand people around here with guns. Why, am I, why do we there, live on a racetrack? But there were, so, as you said, there were so many member berries in this thing. This thing, I mean, just doing the pod, I was like, oh, so this is pod racing? Yeah. Now this is pod racing. And he's just cruising. We get... Um, We're getting pulled over by the police. We, yeah, we get, we get the X-Wings back. <laughs> Uh, that image is my cover image on my Facebook page. It's now. so funny though, when he flew over top of the the transport and was doing it, I was like, you know, if there were space police, he'd get pulled over for that. And <laughs> and he gets over. Up, I was like, oh shit! Surprised they didn't put uh, they didn't put light bars just above the cockpit. <laughs> we get the little Greedo dude. Yeah, I do like. Someone said uh, it was someone put a cartoon of like the transport reaches its destination, so it's like docking. Yeah, and then he's walking through like a gift shop in an airport. And he's pulling on a Mandalorian <laughs> figure like, I want this now. Because he gets to meet him. And I do love it. <laughs> so we see the equivalent of uh, the Sword of the West checked in for baggage like a piece of meat. Yep. I was, it was, I was waiting for was like something's going to be. He's going to open it up. And it's not going to be there. And I'm like, oh, I don't. This isn't going to work. Um, I saw somebody on. There was a thread that was that was going back and forth on, uh, on one of the groups that I'm in that... This guy said it was the best hour of Star Wars content ever. And I asked him, I said, you know, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. I said, bias. why? Tell me why. Because it wasn't Book of Boba Fett. And he really didn't say anything. And then this one guy towards the bottom goes, I had, I had cringe. Uh, this whole episode, I cringed through it with vibes of the Star Wars holiday special. And I was like, well, what made you feel that way? And I, I want to write it. <laughs> Because this episode, while it had a lot, and, and I can see where there's a lot of member berries on the, in this that can make people really, really like it because of the connections. Well, I think that the, you do the Star Wars holiday thing or whatever, is there are parts of it that are, are really, like, having everything checked mm-hmm. is a very Earth thing. Right. It's not a Star Wars universe thing. But you're also, like... Whenever I watch Star Wars now, I'm like, do they really just let these people walk around with guns? Yeah. Like, when he's on that Halo ring and he's just walking through, like, nobody thinks it's a big deal that he's got a blaster? You think about it now. Yeah. Is this Space Texas? Like, what is this? Everyone can everyone can walk around and doesn't... Right. You have stormtroopers looking for droids. Everyone in Moss Eisley is armed. Yes. Doesn't that bother and you as a stormtrooper? Yeah. You're just sitting there like, no. <laughs> Hey, you're going to you're going to Tatooine. No, I don't want to. They're all armed. Can They're I go walking to... around Coruscant with them. I know that's what it's a weird. Um, it's funny because when when Dark Horse restarted Star Wars and they did that Star Wars number one with Han, Luke, and Leia, just a few years before they ended up losing the license, and in it, Leia's flying a ship, mm-hmm. and Randy Stradley, who was the group editor for Star Wars, the 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 Dark Horse department got all these letters like. Leia can't fly a ship. Right. What are you doing? Leia can't fly a ship. And he said, Here, here's the thing. In Star Wars, 
I feel like starships are cars. Yes. Everybody knows how to fly a ship. Yeah. It's rare that people don't, at least a fighter, something simple. Maybe they can't fly the Falcon, which requires a co-pilot, and there's a lot of buttons, but almost everybody can get into an X-Wing and figure out how to fly it, just as I can get into an SUV. I drive a Civic. I can drive in an SUV also because but it's a the same tri- thing. But a semi-truck would be... Yeah, but I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't be able to drive, uh, drive a tractor trailer or a large van might bother me. Right. Um, but the basics are all the same, which the is mechanics, weird because yeah. in, in every, you know, especially when you see a big cockpit, you know, like we see when... when um, Jen's flying the Razor Crest. There's a lot of buttons you have to push just in normal flight <laughs> right? for no reason. You're just sitting there cruising along. It's like if you're cruising, you have to like turn the car back on. Yeah. And you have to turn it off and you got to make the windows go up and down. You got to do all this. Like, dude, this is not an easy ship to fly. Like, what are you doing? If you're just moving, you're just floating through space. You have to hit a button so you don't explode. Well, think about it. He may not have a gas pedal. You know, there may not be pedals. So but nothing is happening to the ship. <laughs> no, it I does know. when, when, when Grogu plays around with yeah. it. Yeah, it just moves around. You know, Alabama shake, and then it comes back or whatever. Um, but the the when he, when he said that, I also started thinking about the weird things in the Star Wars universe. One of the things I thought of, you know, now this is this is more than 10 years ago when he yeah. said this at a panel. I remember that and episode, started, or that, I, that issue. And I started to go like, also, everyone just carries, carries guns. Everyone's <laughs> open carry. Like in the United States, we, we have people who hate the state of Texas because it has such lenient open carry laws. Right. Think about the whole universe. Yeah. Here, you're like, everybody gets, everybody, no, nobody has a problem. Right. It's like the MCU where someone can walk across the street in Manhattan with a bow and arrow attached to her back <laughs> and nobody looks twice. Right. Uh, <laughs> she gets in an Uber. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Excuse me. Why do you have a lethal weapon with you? Oh, I, I'm a superhero. Sure, you got a license, or <laughs> you know, in the Star Wars universe, if I have a blaster strapped to my to my thigh, no problem. Here, I walk outside with a gun strapped to my thigh. My thigh. I have four <laughs> sheriff officers with guns pointed on me, going, "Where's your conceal and carry license?" Well, I don't have one. <laughs> Do they have to go through training, or does everyone just <laughs> handed a weapon? You know, if you get a conceal and carry, if you get a carry, an open carry license here, you have to go through training. But it's not just the guns. You know, he carries anything. He carries a, he carries a spear. A spear. <laughs> I was disappointed by the spear. Really? I was disappointed to lose the spear. I like that spear. Well, I have one part of it is I have like one of mom's old crochet needles that yeah. has that sp- that spade tip. It looks exactly like the spear. But think about it, though. and it's metal, so it's like perfect in this hand. A lightsaber can't go through Beskar, but Beskar can go through Beskar. So if you make a Beskar weapon. That's why I like. That's why the dark saber can work. And using the pieces, that's why I thought if she used the pieces of the best car to make Grogu's lightsaber, or at least the pieces for it, has to make his own. It makes sense. But he could. She could give him the. He could give him the pieces. We know Grogu doesn't survive, so it doesn't matter. But the spear would go through the Beskar armor. So Beskar weapons are forbidden in the man. You know, by Mandalorians. So if I'm him, I'm like. No, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. I run into enough Mandalorians who've tried to kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that episode had so much. Um, and we got the little beady droid from Star Wars Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. If there is a droid that's in something, apparently Amy, Amy Sedaris has it. If you have a pet droid, <laughs> she's got it. R5-D4, she's got it. Um, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to see. Yeah, she's got a treadwell. I'm waiting to power droid. 
the the BD unit. I'm waiting to see a, a, a K2 unit there some at some point. Security a B1. Droid, a B1 droid. AT8's going to end up there. We know he's going to do his job. Was like, you're fired. Bo's like, you're fired. Well, the funny thing is, goes there. 88 showed up in the uh, the cantina. Yeah, in the, in, in the Cobb Vanth episode. Remember? No, it was season one. He was in. Oh, he's in there. He's, he's in the original cantina. Because isn't, isn't he still the cantina? Isn't he the cantina one in season two, episode one, when he meets Cobb Vanth? No, there's a that's a there's a. Uh, well, that's an alien. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Mark Hamill did the voice for right. 88 in that episode. That's not 88. That's Evie Dine. Or, the yeah, bra- yeah, the bronze EV9, drone is the yes. EV9, yeah. But EV9 is also... But he's listed as EV9, too, isn't he? Yes, and yeah. then he's in Jabba's Palace again. Hey, dude's got to work. <laughs> Did you see the picture of how things evolve in the Star Wars universe? Where they showed uh, Ewan McGregor and then Alec Guinness, and then they showed... Um, I think they showed Boba Fett, and you know the two different Boba Fetts, and then they showed Grievous, and then the knife droid from <laughs> Jabba's... <laughs> The Ratatouille scene, sure. Yeah. Um, shoot, there was another droid. Oh, we get another of the the pilot droid, the Star Tours droid. Yes, the Rex droid. Yeah, we see him in when he goes into the. When, what did he, where did he go? He went to go get the information from the other gangster as to how to find the the elevator. Wasn't he in there? No, no, no. He's he's the. Um, or am I thinking? No, I'm thinking he, of the last episode. He he's the um the. See the dealer at uh, Flash Dances. He's, 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 yeah, he's the dealer there, episode. and then he's also the uh, weapons concierge. Yes. In this one, which I'm like, they really like that droid. Droid makers in the Star Wars universe are Hasbro. They just reuse the same <laughs> I was design. Was going to say that over and over again. <laughs> it's like, wow, we can use, we can get more of that droid out there. You remember all those droids that went back to the to the warehouse because they weren't selling? Just repaint them. Um, I have it doesn't it really doesn't feel like this season's going to end. It's going to go to right into Mandalorian season three. I think it has to. We only have two episodes again to set up, have the fight and the resolution. Yeah, I don't think so. Although, and we still haven't seen Ryder Rancor yet. I want to write it. I wish to write um, it. It seems like that the the Mythosaur is going to show up in where whenever they get to Mandalore. There's going to be a mythosaur, the way they keep talking about it. Really? I don't know. It's, yes, the Mandalorian episode of the Book of Boba Fett was probably the... It was definitely the most interesting thing about this season. Bryce, Doward, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, I really wish she would uh, do Rogue Squadron. Since I, I, I love Patty her, Jenkins, you know, since that got put on hold. Give her a series. Oh, let her do the Ahsoka series. Let her do the Lando series. Yeah. Give me the Lando series and have her do it. Yeah. I could see them going back and doing solo season two. Or see well, remember, Lando got announced. They just, we don't have yes. any information on it. So at that point, I was sort of like, I'd love to see her be the showrunner for Lando. Mm-hmm. Especially if Donald Glover's there. And just kind of have those pieces in there. Because you want that, that series to look good, too. Because I think that, that, seri- that series has got to be more about style than any of the other series. Yeah. It's got to look good. It's got to look good. It's got to be shot well. Hey, this was the only way we got off planet, too, so far. Yeah, he went to a bunch of... <laughs> went to a couple places. But I, I, have a feeling, I have a feeling that the Pikes are going to blow up the N1, and he's going to be stuck there. They did too much with the N1 in this one to just get rid of it immediately. I mean, at least we got a season and a half out of the Razor Crest. Um, 
I like the idea that one of these guys, one of the iconic, hey, this ship belongs to him sort of thing yeah. would be a fighter. I mean, we have Luke with the X-Wing, but yeah. everybody else is always like freighters. But he, you, know, you, can't really, you can't really transport bounty. He doesn't need to. Well, he's got that, that cockpit. I love it. Someone's like, the droid slot is perfect for Gogu. He's going to go pick him up. And yeah, I He's going to go that. pick him up from childcare, and he's like, I don't like it here, Daddy. And then he doesn't come back. <laughs> he to go with him. Um, Jedi training is too hard. Because, yeah. again, I mean, the bounty he collects in this one is just the head. So what right. does he need? He can put that in the storage <laughs> department. I love that he has to take public transportation. <laughs> What's been great about these shows is we've gotten the expanse of the Star Wars universe on street level. Yeah, it's still too insular for me, but... Oh, it's way too insular. The, I, I tell you... That's how you tell the, the story, The planets though. and the care. I mean, the planet of Tatooine is the bright center of the universe. It's not what Luke it's says. the most important planet that's ever existed in the history of the galaxy. Luke says, you know, if there's a bright center there's of the gonna, universe, this is the farthest planet from it. Nope. When they rewrite Dawn of the Jedi, it's going to be on Tatooine. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be Tython. Yeah. It's going to be... No, everything happens here. The Force is so concentrated on Tatooine... The planet itself is a living force bubble. <laughs> Some crap like that. It was before the... the, quiet the, dra- the it, then the quiet dragons are like force sensitive. and The Sith Wars is what caused the planet to no longer be... Have, you know, uh, no longer have... Yeah, it used to be a jungle paradise. Well, remember you said mm-hmm. there used to be oceans. Mm-hmm. Um, then they boiled up because they dropped all these TIE bombers on them. Do you think that this episode reinvigorated everybody with the Book of Mandalore? No, I think <laughs> Book this, of Boba Fett. I think this episode is going to show its how, weaknesses. How bad the rest of this is. How much? Not bad, but I don't want to use bad. I don't want to use bad. I guess I'm saying bad, even though I don't feel it's real bad, or I feel it's real bad. I don't want to say bad. I haven't hated the Book of Mandalore. Oh, fuck, I the don't book of Boba Fett. There's, I haven't hated anything that's Star Wars content. The closest I've come is episode nine, and it's real close. Really close. Really, really close. Really. I watched, I don't know why, I just wanted like, you know, once in a while I'll, I'll go and I'll watch scenes that give you like a fun moment or that yeah. kind of hero moment. You know, the the Avengers Assemble scene or the Rohirrim. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the 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 Lando fleet. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, and, and then, but immediately. So it strikes me, I'm watching a couple of seconds before a couple of minutes, Snap gets killed. Poe's best friend gets killed. And then, you know, he says, I'm sorry, my friends. There's just, there's just too many of them. But there's more of us, Poe. There's more of us. And you're like, woo! And then he's like, oh, my God, Zori's here. Yeah, Babo. Hey, this is great. Dude, your best friend is dead. And all you care about is this bitch you haven't seen in 20 years because you want to bang her. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, Ray wins because she gets an extra saber. I got to turn this off. I can't. I can't watch them. Kiss. I purposely no haven't sense. watched it in a long time because I want to sit down and rewatch it. And I, I haven't. I've never. I desperately want to like it. that movie, but there are pieces of it I enjoy, and that's the thing is I've, I've always said. I even in the you know everybody hated the prequels era, and now that everybody's all fine with it. I love what George did. Really, where were you for twenty five years? Mm-hmm. Um, there are p- parts of it I I really like. There, when he's on Kijimi when. Kylo's down there and she's on the ship. Yeah. That lightsaber fight is fantastic. Um, there are pieces of it and some things that happen that I like, but that ending is so difficult. Oh, yes. And I'm all the Jedi and I have an extra saber and then I kill you with your own lightning and you're just like, how did you take over the galaxy? 
Because lightning just keeps getting you. Like, stop using lightning. You use lightning on Mace, Mace destroyed your face with it. You use lightning on Luke, Vader picked you up, lightning came back into you and started killing you before he threw you off the thing. Use lightning against Ray. Stop with the lightning. You, he did better with a lightsaber. Yes. When he had two of them, he beat Maul and, and Savage. He beat four Jedi Masters with a saber. Yeah. Just one of them, you know, the, the, the master was the one that he couldn't defeat on his own. But he still took him, took him to the limit where yeah, he, he, he won chance. the battle without killing him. He has to live. Shut up. You are going to die. No. What have I done? You're an idiot, you stupid kid. Ultimate powers. Oh, that scene is terrible. Everybody um, loves that scene because they can do the voice. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason anybody likes it. All right, so... We should be having well, the next one coming up in on, a few months. No, no, no. Next oh. Star Wars series. Cassian? Either that or um, uh, Bad Batch 2. Or Obi-Wan. Remember, Cassian was finished first, but it seems like they're, they're going to put us, they're going to give us Obi-Wan first. It seems like that. No. So we can stay on Tatooine. Tatooine? <laughs> All right, so on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables, on Instagram as Nerdables, and on Twitter as Nerdables Show. So for Chris, I'm already saying we will talk to you next time. There's no one else here. <laughs> <laughs>